Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of Zion's Finest. This episode is part one of a two-part series. What it is, it's Ben Varnum giving his report on the recent Zion's Finest League games. So what we did was, it was kind of just like, um, what's the word, like a Swiss tournament followed by a progressive cut. In fact, that's pretty much exactly the forum. Everyone came with a set list. You were allowed to change command cards after the tournament started, but you weren't allowed to change your list. And it started early December, I believe. Maybe, no, actually, I think it must have started before Thanksgiving because I know I remember the holidays kind of causing problems with people. But what happened was, you know, every round you were paired against an opponent, just like in Swiss, with a similar, a similar what's the word, record, I guess, um, in terms of Swiss standings. And then, obviously, we just played it like a Swiss tournament. They did a cut to top 12, actually. I think what they did was a gentleman's cut of some kind where the four best players got in automatically and then the top eight played in. It was something like that. JK had a, a system for how it worked out. Ben talks about that. This first episode, what happened was, so just to give everyone kind of a sense of my general timeline right now, today is January 7th, nope, January 8th, 2019. We had our regional in Utah last Saturday, January 5th. What um, the tournament, this Zion's Finest tournament ended sometime shortly before then, Ben contacted me about doing uh, a Swiss report, which obviously I thought was an awesome idea, but it was, I just had zero time for it in terms of, you know, we were doing our regional, our regional prep. I had my brothers, or not my brothers, I had the brothers, Grant, Drew, and Joey flying in from out of town for the Utah regional. And it was just going to be really, really hard to get something, to get like enough time together to do like a thorough Swiss report. So what we did instead was Ben recorded independently his own Swiss report, sent it to me. That's what this is the introduction for. And then Ben and I, on Friday, January 4th, before the tournament, I took uh, 45 minutes out of my gallivanting with the brothers in Hoytsville to record just a summary of his Swiss cut um, and his game against CT and just his general thoughts on his list. He was running a nine-act IG list. He's going to give all of those details and talk about that, but just to give everyone a preface. So this episode, episode 83, is Ben giving his Swiss report. The next episode, which I will record a separate introduction for, is going to be my discussion with Ben regarding the tournament. Then after that, we've got a string of regional um, reports coming in. So Scott and I talked last night. And we've got our episode recorded. I'm gonna get that edited out the door. Aaron and I, so Scott and I were the finalists in the Swiss turn or in the regional. Aaron and I are going to be recording tonight, and I will hopefully get that episode out either tomorrow or Thursday. And then I've got other people from Utah. Actually, JK is the only other one that I'm really planning on getting, although I will try and get it as many other people as I have time for. Um, but JK was the other top four. And then I'm going to have Dave Seafelt and Ryan Jamal next Monday, who are the finalists in the Kansas regional. So we had a really amazing turnout, by the way, at all of our regionals last weekend. The game is doing awesome in terms of the, the regionals are just crazy good right now. Um, hopefully that continues. And that's pretty much it. We've got no news from FFG. For Worlds, we're all just assuming it's going to be in at Worlds, just because I think we really would like to see it happen with some before while regionals are going on so that we can see what its impact if any is on the meta just just a quick little summary specter was five of the 21 lists at our utah regional and four of them made the top eight cut so the list is still doing incredibly well if it is announced as coming into the rotation we're going to do a 
very comprehensive breakdown in terms of what we think, um, where we think it's going to fare. I still hear people saying they think that like Han Rangers and these long range lists are going to thrive in Lethal. And I understand why they say that because the map is so big. But we have we've played it so much. And I know I've talked about this so much. There's no point in going over this territory anymore. That I think that I think that people when they have played enough games against Spectre who knows what they're doing in terms of like covering lines of sight. And I'm not saying people who have played it don't know that. But I have played, we've played long range lists on Lethal versus Spectre, and it is just it is not you do not have the advantage you would think you would have. So and obviously there's a lot of things going into that. But as of now, there's no news as to when Lethal is coming in. So that's it. Right now what we'll do is we'll turn it over to Ben. He's going to give his Swiss report, and this is going to be episode 83 of Zion's Finest. Thank you so much. Hi guys, I'm Ben Barnum. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, where I work as a priest and in the Episcopal Church and um, hang out with cats and play Imperial Assault on the side. Um, I now have the dubious honor of being yet another person Daniel Taylor has defeated in uh, winning a tournament, uh, the Vasil 2018 uh, Zion's Finest Tournament. Uh, we had 42 people playing, a lot of good players, regional winners, store champ winners, a couple national champions. Uh, Daniel Taylor was in there and, um, you know, spoiler, won the final again. Um, yeah, so I was trying a uh, nine-act mercenary list um, with uh, IG, Hondo, Onar, Greedo, Ijawa bringing in 3PO, and two regular Jawas. Uh, I'd seen Luca run this build, and I kind of uh, got charmed by it. Um, I like the idea that there's a lot of defense in it. There's, you know, seven white die figures who might roll a dodge. Um, the Jawas are good at getting points without offering a lot of points, even if they get hit. And then um, what I really liked was the idea of stacking evades. So 3PO's distracting plus Onar's get down, and then Toxic Dart in the command deck. Uh, I wanted to see if between that and IG's innate block, you could uh, really stop up the damage of Spectre Cell and um, E-Rangers, Vader, Han Solo. Because um, I felt like if I could cap damage and make them take shots on the Jawas... Um, in a meta with a lot of Pierce, Onar is really good. Uh, and then on top of that, there's so many single-figure activations that are that are going on right now. You don't see as many E-Jets or E-Quays or even E-Riots anymore as commonly. So I wanted to um, see if I couldn't do a lot of positional play with the Jawas, um, you know, maybe get a dodge or two for my trouble, um, use Hondo kind of as a spoiler figure who could run in late and take a hit, or hit somewhere. Um, try to get off what's yours is mine in a lot of my games. And then, you know, IG is still going to be the Blaze of Glory platform. So uh, I like the idea of a tanky hunter build. Um, didn't do a lot of command card tweaking to get there. Uh, I did play Celebration in there for Hondo instead of um, Let's Make a Deal. I think the four-point swing is better synergy with his abilities than Let's Make a Deal. Um Hondo doesn't need the focus as much as other characters do, especially if they pay point or add damage instead of paying points. And then, um, yeah, so focus is a problem in the list because you kind of focus Greedo with 3PO around one, focus Onar around two, and that's kind of all you can get. Um, but IG is self-focusing. Hondo doesn't need it. And then um, I was willing to play uh, play games to time if I needed to with sort of a tankier build. Um a couple janky cards to flag. Set for stun uh, is like a card for every list in this meta. And then um, Brace Yourself, uh, which is from the Dangar pack. Not Brace for Impact, right? But Brace Yourself. Zero point card adds two blocks, but only if you're being attacked out of the attacker's activation. Um, 
So the list, the nine-act Merc list, can trigger that with Greedo uh, on their own, which, which is sort of your, your worst way of playing the card. Um, but mostly it's there to, uh, you know, prevent a Spectre Cell attack or a Vader end of round or a Han end of round. It's great against a Han end of round, and even against Vader, um, you know, if you play Brace Yourself on IG and stop him, uh, like even if I, uh, if Vader, you know, pierces three at that point, you, you're still getting the full value of whatever IG rolls on a black die. And if you've got 3PO or Onar nearby, you might actually, you know, have some good tankiness. So that's basically the list. Um, it was fun. I liked playing it. Uh, I had not run Mercs before, so yeah, uh, learning experience. But it's it's got a lot of solid uh, tools in it. Um, nine activations was also awesome, and uh, I'll talk a bit about that. So round one, I played against Mark Nelly. Nelly, maybe. Um, I played against Mark, who's been playing a long time. He's a good player. Uh, Mark was running an interesting list with um, Han and Rangers. He put Sabine in, which ties up your points a little bit. Uh, and then he had R2, Chopper, and 3PO. Um, so Chopper and Sabine kind of took the place of, you know, Hera, Two Smugglers, and Rebel High Command in, a, I guess, the traditional build or whatever. Um, we played on Tarkin, uh, the weapons match, and... Um, yeah, we kind of, uh, he, he got initiative, took outside. Um, I don't have great notes for the game. Um, I was playing a little bit aggressively with my figures because he had his top door open, so I kind of rushed his middle door with Onar and IG. Um, had Hondo and Greedo, I think, down by the hangar, trying to sort of surge up from the bottom of the map at him. Um, it, it was not good positional play by me. Uh, IG missed a pot shot on 3PO in round one, and um, that probably didn't matter a ton, but... Yeah, basically, uh, his Han got an end of round shot on IG, and I never kind of came back from the the free damage I let him add up. Um, I do think I got off Blaze, took out a couple Rangers. He did one-shot Hondo with a card or two at some point, which <laughs> surprised me, because uh, nine, 9 health is hard to chew through. Um, yeah, but uh, that that was sort of the the way the first game went. So I was a little nervous, you know, you don't want to lose your first game. Challenge tie breaks and challenge strength of schedule is a little weird in terms of, like, who, who makes the cut in an even score position. But, um, you know, you, you never want to lose your first game. Um, so there I was. I thought, well, I'll, I'll do the Greg Monson thing, just win everything else and lose to DT in the final, which, which is how the tournament wound up going. Um, game two was against Felipe Lopez. He's uh, I, I haven't seen him around. I don't know him super well. Uh, Felipe was running um, uh, Jabba and Bosk list uh, with Hondo, Onar, Greedo, Hired Guns, Vinto, and Black Market. And we played on Lothal Blitz. So quick words about Lothal Blitz. Um, I think the outside is a better zone to start from um, on Blitz, and the inside is better on Fluctuations. Uh, basically, that's because there's blocking terrain um, in the exterior, so you get a little bottled up, unless you're you know, Spectre and have Sabine who can, who can fly over it or something. Um, but yeah, so on Blitz it doesn't matter, and actually I think the, the exterior half of the map has better cover as you approach, uh, but the interior has a better sort of off-the-block sprint, so that, that's my gut shot on it. I think um, on Blitz, outside's better, on fluctuations, inside's better. Uh, I got initiative, so I took outside. Um, I started out just sending Jawas to the north to see what he would do. I figured they could play for those tightly packed objectives. 
Um, he put, uh, so he wound up splitting his forces and that was kind of the story of the game. Vento and Honda went north, uh, Greedo and Onar went south. I sent everything south except my Jawas. Um, and then his Bosque was his last placement. Bosque wound up super far forward and it, I think it was probably a misplay because neither of us has cards in our hands right now. He doesn't have initiative, right? He doesn't know what I will draw. He doesn't know if he'll draw, take initiative. Um, so, you know, sure enough, I put IG where he was within three of Bosque. And um, Felipe did get take initiative in his starting hand, but I did get negation in my starting hand. So uh, I negated his uh, initiative and uh, I had heightened reflexes and... Uh, Bosk didn't dodge, and he had Onar nearby, and he's got the innate block, but, but um, with, with IG adding uh, heightened reflexes to one of the attacks, I uh, killed Bosk first activation of the game, and you know then it was sort of his Greedo and Onar against my Greedo Onar Hondo. Uh, he had other hitters who could get tied up shooting my Jawas, but I don't care about that. Um, and basically, yeah, I just won the fight in the bottom half of the map, and then he had to come to me with the top couple figures. Um so the game kind of steamrolled, and we, we called it in round three. Uh, you feel a little bad about that, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways a hunter list can kill Bosk in the first activation if you're not careful. So, um, yeah, I, I think that was probably a misplay. Um, yeah, on to round three. So round three was a game I was not not feeling good about going into it. Uh, it was Lothal again. It was Lothal Fluctuations. And I was up against Isaac Cajo, or Isaac Borno from England. Um so Isaac's a great player and he's been playing his same Han Rangers list that he's been playing for like a year. So he, he knows his list super well. I was still a little shaky with mine and I really felt like he had a range advantage. Um, cause we were obviously both going to like deploy into our hallways in round one. And then, um, there was going to be, uh, the, you know, I just felt like there was going to be trouble from, um, his ranger's range on that on that map, and he, he's, he'd have the you know top of the round swings with these three shots that he could put anywhere. Um, so I'd, I felt like I had to play really carefully. On top of that, Isaac got initiative, so um, he took the better zone, and I had to kind of I, I had a blocky deployment. I had to put R two on the front and Greedo on the front, and then Onar had to kind of rush around and slam R two forward to space. They each take a damage, which neither of them cares about. Um, but that was how I scomped my card. Um, so yeah, Isaac, uh, did exactly what you, you do with Han Rangers. He, he focused up boxing in his hallway. I think he got off, um, planning or black market prices. So we had a handful of cards. The only thing that really went my way is I had drawn all my hunter cards in round one. So I had assassinate heightened, uh, tools. Um, and I think like element of surprise. So at the end of the round, uh, I actually moved to IG somewhere in the middle of the round. And then, um, you know, watch to see what he would do with Han. And he, he played it cautiously and just kept Han near where 3PO had already been placed in the um, hallway. So I moved Greedo 10 squares to his, to Isaac's side's red point and picked up the damage token there at the end of the round. Uh, scored 3-2 to two and around, you know, boring round one. Um, then uh, initiative came my way naturally round two. Uh, he had flipped the damage token Greedo was on with an evade token. So I kind of expected Han to be playing for that square. Um, so I went ahead and um, 
started with Greedo and tr- basically traded him for a Ranger. Uh, Isaac used tools. Like, Greedo got in a range where the Ranger wouldn't have rerolls, but Isaac added tools and used Hera and killed Greedo. But then Greedo, with focus on damage token and element of surprise, killed the Ranger. So it, it was a trade I was happy with. I lost an activation, I lost element, but he lost tools and he lost a Ranger. So his big swing activation was... Um, you know, down before it had been used in rounds two or three, which is when you really have to be afraid of rangers. Um, rest of round two, there wasn't a lot of fire traded. Um, he moved a smuggler up to body block for where he wanted Han at the end of the round. I killed it with a Jawa. I think he maybe killed a Jawa or two. Um, and then Han wound up at the top of the, the hallway on the exterior side of Lothal. Um, and I had sort of Onar and uh, IG and some of my other, I guess my Ejawa and, and uh, folks kind of box into the northeast center of the map. Uh, my Hondo, meanwhile, like ran for his R2 terminal. Um, and I think I killed R2 either that round or the next one. Um, so start of the round, uh, he called the Vanguard with a Ranger, got a shot on IG, Um and then I played Take Initiative, he negated it. So he had the Rangers to start with, played primary target to refocus the Ranger that had moved. Um, shot IG, shot IG with another card. Uh, I, pl- I rolled a Triforce block and he heightened reflexed it. And when the dust cleared between like Onar's get down and IG's innate block, uh, he was still, um, IG still had 14 health. And I maybe, uh, maybe I played Brace Yourself in there too on the Call of the Vanguard shot. Um, but long story short, IG lived, and that was kind of the, the end of the game for Isaac because IG was able to um, both blaze, well, activate and kill something, and then blaze and kill. Uh, so both Rangers and Hera got killed by IG that round. And it was kind of Han versus the world. Um, Hondo killed Gideon, Jawa killed 3PO. Like Hondo ran for the what's he resist my points. And we went into the next round, but um, mathematically, there was no way for. Uh, Isaac to stop me from standing on the four points I still needed. So maybe there was celebration in there or something. But yeah, that was that game. It was it was a great game. Um, I think it was a little discouraging for Isaac because uh, you know he also knew he had a bit of a list and map advantage. But uh, Isaac, like two days later, won a regionals, uh, a competitive one, and so he uh, he got the rust off. I, I like to think that I got rid of his bad luck for him. Um. That moved me on to a game with Matt Pinkard. He's the welcome Matt on the forums and the Slack channel. Um, he's been playing a long time. I think he's got some store champs and like a regionals win or two under his belt. Um, yeah, so we played um, on Tarkin, uh, and it was Tarkin Rogue AI. Um, he was running Onar, Greedo, Sabine, and Gideon, Temporary Alliance, uh, Ijawa with 3PO, and the last eight points were an E Claudite, Black Market, and Devious Scheme. So mostly I was worried here about getting strat shifted by the Claudite, um, you know, winding up in the Hunter Mirror where he had cards and I didn't, and Blaze of Glory suddenly vanished from my hand before I could use it. Um, so we both played super cautiously. I opened both my doors, but like hit, hit in my hallway in round one. Uh, Matt, who had taken outside with Devious Scheme uh, and gave me the initiative, uh, did a ton of focusing up and buffing with the Claudite. We both sent Greedo down toward the hangar, so they were both a little bit um, shootable, but uh, you know, with, with lots of return fire options. Uh, and the only points that were scored were on my last activation. Hit, both of his doors stayed closed, uh, so I sent IG into the middle and grabbed the two points, and then uh, kind of let IG be a threat. You know, If you open any of your doors, IG will shoot something and run away. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we went around around two, Matt had initiative. He tried for Greedo versus Greedo. Um, 
I won't go through the math here, but like you, you want to shoot Greedo with Greedo because you get two shots to the opponent's one shot. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyway, you, you get focused through both of them no matter what happens. So, um, we traded Greedos. He had to use heightened reflexes. I used a zero pointer, so maybe element of surprise. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he used a Claudite damage token. So I sort of felt like that was a, a good trade. Um, and it basically blunted, like, he, he didn't have anything else he could do with his um, initiative in the round, right? Because no other figures were exposed. The doors were stopping him from getting to IG. So he did a little more focusing. Um, I started grabbing AI points with Jabba, uh, with Jawas, and then, like, Matt realized he had a door problem, sent Gideon around to open a door, and then ran Gideon back into cover. And at that point, I um, I didn't have enough hunter firepower to do anything useful with IG, so I just ran IG back, uh, saved him for later. Uh, that kind of felt bad, man, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe those two early AI points weren't worth having to use it, IG up again, but... Um, yeah, Matt still didn't have any targets either. It was a super conservative, boring game, um, but lots of positional thinking. Um, end of the round, he uh, like I had run Hondo all the way back to my deployment zone so that he was 10 away from Matt's for a round three what's yours is mine attempt. Um, and then he put Onar onto the like stash points in the hangar at the end of the round, uh, got him ready to shoot something. And then my Onar, who was focused... Um, ran all the way from my deployment zone to his terminal because I still hadn't been strat shifted. So I felt really good about this, and sure enough, I had negation in hand. Um, his black market turned up Rebel Graffiti, which gave me a little bit of pause, but I basically said, like, if he plays take initiative, I have to negate it and kill the Claudite with Onar. Um, it's an even points trade, six for six. It orphans any spy cards he has in his hand or in his deck. And then... Um, like, if he spends the rest of his round focusing down Onar, IG or Honda will have a free uh, hand to act and do their stuff at the end of the round. Um, so that's basically what happened. Like, Onar rushed the Claudite away from 3PO, played Toxic Dart for Weaken and another damage. Uh, the strength came in as a damage. Uh, and then I shot him, and I think I used Heightened Reflexes to remove a die or something. Um, but, like, very much killed the Claudite. Uh, so at that point, I felt good about the game, and round three, like, went by my strategy. Um, you know, sure enough, he shot it, shot Onar with a bunch of people. He actually was able to kill him with the Jawa and kept, I think, Sabine or somebody, yeah, Sabine, like, as a hitter for whatever I brought forward. Um, you know, and Sabine can roll up hunter cards, too. He hadn't played Assassinate, so there was a little bit of threat there. But his Hondo had activated and, you know, wasn't going to run into my deployment zone, so that was a nice way to tie him up. And, um, yeah, end of the round, I ran IG. I, I played Urgency on IG. His owner had, like, tucked into the corner in the hangar, hangar when he's, where he's pretty safe. Um, ran IG down there, killed him with Blaze and Tools, um... And then uh, Sabine, I think, underrolled on some small points figures. The points are still pretty tight. I think I might have got off Celebration of my own at that point. Um, Matt had celebrated on his initial Greedo kill. And then, yeah, Honda ran into his deployment zone for what's yours is mine at the very end. And I think I was already up, but that kind of cemented it. So good game to him. Uh, we went to time. Um, but I think we used even time thinking. And uh, it was pretty low scoring. We were in the tw early 20-point range, but... Um, yeah, good game to Matt. We, I, I think we both had a lot of fun playing like an unusual and interesting game. So, quick word there. Um, we did a like the the challenge rules for for who's in what place are a little different from 
FFG OP. And so um, JK running the tournament decided to do a gentleman's cut where the top four were seeded into the round of eight. Um, but then the remaining four spots in the round of eight went to a wild card runoff. So uh, that, that makes for a 12 cut. So I was uh, either eighth or tenth, depending on something in challenge that I still don't understand, and wound up in the wild card game. Uh, wild card game was the only Spectre game I played. Um, it was against Fabio. He was running Spectre with extra armor. We were on Uskru Stashes. Um, so I rolled. Uh, I got initiative. I took the bottom, uh, which is good for you know my little R two movement and doesn't tie up uh, Onar. And um, his chopper was, a, I think, maybe a little bit misplaced. He was five away from his terminal, so I had some safety. Uh, I basically figured if he's going to use a movement card on chopper to shock R2, then I'm fine with that. Um, so I, I went ahead and scomped early and that kind of thing. Uh, he boxed his figures into the northwest, so I kind of um, wound up just kind of playing around. I, I spread across the whole bottom uh, area, and then... Um, I, uh, Greedo from the bottom can get to the middle two points uh, without any kind of push help or movement help, so I wound up scoring eight to the four early on. Um, he shocked R2, he had Spectrocell drop Ezra in for the kill on R2, which I think was like an underuse of Spectrocell in a round when figures were going to mix it up a little bit. Um, I wound up going with Greedo and like killed his chopper on his terminal, um, and uh, I guess I didn't kill him. Greedo like just put four in a chopper, which was frustrating. Uh, focused Greedo not killing a five five health black die figure, but Spectre Cell. Um, yeah, I, I remember toxic darting Ezra. There was just a bunch of uh, fire trading kind of near my terminal. The fact that Spectre Cell was tapped kind of kept, limited his offensive potential, um, and Ezra was kind of there in the mix. So I was able to shoot at him quite a bit. Um, and then, yeah, his Kanan came in, I chipped some damage there, his Zeb went for the middle stashes, and basically, like, last act, I could either go with IG after um, uh, Ezra and Kanan, or I could run around and try for Zeb and uh, not let him score the four points. So I decided I'd rather clear Zeb, have all the doors open, and then fight against an injured Ezra and Kanan um, rather than... Uh, kill the other two and have him go up the four points and have a full health sub. I I don't know if that's the best play or not. Maybe I should have gone for Ezra and Kanan. Um, but I think I didn't, you know, Ezra might lamb and I didn't have heightened. Uh, I did have blaze. So I went ahead and um, went for Zeb, um, got, got through a bunch of damage, but didn't kill him. And then, um, yeah, round three I had to start um, against Zeb, who I think was at like nine damage. Uh, IG didn't quite kill him with a single shot, um, and so I wound up having to, and I actually miscounted, I missed his uh, Spectre block and, like, added Assassinate and then realized I hadn't killed the figure, which was, like, it, it just hurt. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I thought I'd really thrown away, you know, one of my critical cards and maybe the game there. Uh, but IG went ahead, re-killed uh, Zeb, and wound up pretty exposed in the middle, but... Um, you know, whatever. If they go kill IG now, I've got other figures to kill them. Uh, instead, he played smart. He went for my unactivated figures. Uh, I think my Hondo got a critical dodge off that let me sort of um, play a little bit more. Um, his Hera killed my Onar, but I basically was able to run onto a ton of objectives um, just with all the activation count I had. He hadn't really gone for my Jawas. Uh, one of my Jawas had killed Chopper finally. 
Uh, and I wound up at 36 to 23 when like that, that round went to time. So, um, it, it was more of a hectic game than I might have liked. And I think uh, Fabio was running Spectre for the first time, and he he forgot to brash a couple times. I think he forgot to call the shots with Hera at least once. Like There, there were things that could have made his play a lot tighter. Uh, and I do think he underused Spectre Cell. But, um, yeah, I think with, without his naivete, I might well have lost that game. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a good game. It was good to play against him. Um. Next game was a rematch against Mark, who, who I'd lost to in the first one. He was in the top eight. Um, game was on Priority Message. Brett, Brett streamed this game on Twitch, and I think a lot of people looked at it, so I won't go into a ton of detail. But basically, uh, he had initiative. He or No, I had initiative, which was good. He took, uh, so he had top. But then he drew Rebel Graffiti first uh, round, and I didn't have negation. So he um, he was able to focus everybody and play Rebel Graffiti, and then uh, he left both doors um, closed. Like he opened one of mine, so I opened my other door to be able to position wherever I wanted in round two. Um, and, and he basically felt like that's fine. We'll just start in round three. I'll be up four points from Rebel Graffiti, and all the Rangers and Han will be focused. So um, could be a good play by him, but it also gave me like exactly the position I wanted. Um, and, and the other thing I did with the, like, sort of freedom of movement in round two is I killed his courier droid, which uh, was a little out of position to the left, away from all his figures, which were around his terminal. So um, I basically wound up with a ton of Jawas body blocking, and basically in round three what happened was by the time the rangers activated, all they could shoot were Hondo and Jawas, and Hondo had on the lamb ready. So... Um, he, he went for he, he had like ready weapons or something even and so it was like damage token focused rangers firing uh and basically like i held that activation down by lambing away from sight lines with hondo uh dodging once with a jawa uh no actually it wasn't a dodge he he fired on the jawa but didn't spend the damage token and then with onar and with the jawa's like take cover ability or get down or whatever um, I was able to add enough blocks to stay up, which I think was really frustrating. Then the Jawa dodged, and I think out of like frustration with him, he finally just added heightened reflexes to kill the Jawa. Uh, but that meant that his you know focused damage token ranger activation uh, had only killed um, I think my elite Jawa. So that was that that felt solid to hold him to that, um, even though it burned on the lamb. And then. Um, yeah, he got off uh, Rebel Graffiti again. I think uh, the other big play was I had, I had started with Greedo, um, tried to kill Sabine. I, I had really good odds. I looked at him later to kill Sabine with Assassinate and uh, Element, but instead she like stayed um, like at six damage or something. I, I, I forget exactly what I needed to, to get her, but um, I didn't. So his Sabine had, like, run away. Greedo got set for stun, stunned, and killed by Chopper. Uh, And then at the end of the activation, IG was able to play Urgency, run to his deployment zone, and um, kill Sabine. Um, And I don't think I had... I don't think I had Blaze. I think just killing Sabine was enough to put me uh, over the top on points, plus I scored a courier droid, and he didn't because I'd killed one in round two. Um, and so I wound up at 24 to 15 or something, uh, and the game had been called on time after round three. So uh, a little bit of a crazy game. Um, yeah, it's, it's viewable on Twitch. Um, 
So, yeah, semifinals was against Scott Nelson. Uh, Scott was running Vader Palp Thrawn, two regular officers, and an elite death trooper. So, basically, um, the Tyrant's upgrade version of his world's list. Um, he had uh, five upgrades, extra armor, doubt, Zillow, rule by fear, and unshakable. Um, and I was a little, you know, I like, I, I, I felt like <clears throat> the map I wanted was Lothal Fluctuations, where my range would help, um, and instead we drew Uskru Stashes, where, which I felt was in his favor, but, um, you know, I also knew how Scott played the list and that kind of thing, so... Okay, so in the game, I won initiative, I took the bottom, um, I had Blaze in my starting hand, which feels great against Thrawn. Um, I think, like, my, my big round one goal was to try to split up um, Palp and Vader somehow, and I kind of was able to accomplish that. I, I sort of boxed up towards my terminal, he, he gave me a lot of passes to do that, I figured that door would for sure open, so I wanted to have a chance to surge out of there and kind of use the, the diner space as cover to take some shots into his um, hallway or just stay there and uh, be ready for round three. Uh, and then what I did was somewhere in the middle I sent, I think when he just had Vader and Palp left, I sent Greedo all the way to his uh, terminal side, thinking if I can kill the officer that's there, that's um, a nice free point for Greedo. Um, and instead it actually drew Vader and Palp over that way. So I felt great about that because, uh, uh, like, Greedo was now holding, you know, 21 points of figures, 23 points with the officer, like, uh, away from the main action. Um, and I, w I was very happy to, like, fight his list in waves. So, um, sure enough, like, that door opens, Vader, like, Palp attempted Greedo, and then Vader swings at him end around. Uh, Greedo doesn't dodge, and so Vader gets the kill. Uh, I had sort of calculated points and decided not to try to kill Vader this game, Um I wanted, like, Palp or Thrawn plus Celebration, and then I wanted to, like, win on the stashes and, and you know, kill everything else. So Greedo shot the officer, which was nice because uh, he really didn't have anyone else to go sit on that terminal. His other officers were by the left stash points um, with the Death Trooper and Thrawn. And then, um, yeah, basically in round two, he had to run Vader and Thrawn back, or Vader and Palp all the way back over to the action, and... Um, I was able to have, like, IG um, go and blaze and kill, um, uh, kill kill the Death Trooper and kill Thrawn. So that that was good. I think maybe my job was fought with his officer a little bit. One of the officers stayed up, um, so I guess that didn't happen. Uh, and then, um, yeah, like, Vader and Palp came back over but didn't really contribute a ton in that round. I think Palp had the Death Trooper shoot it. Uh, Hondo or a Jawa or something who dodged and um, yeah, so I, I was able to sort of limit his damage output in round two, which felt good. Um, round yeah, and then it, I had used Blaze of Glory um, and I had Negation Enhanced, so I knew IG was going to get to act at the top of round three again. Uh, so no take initiative, but Scott did play second chance on Palp. Uh, so now, like, IG could have tried to go start working on Vader. I think I'd used at least one Hunter card, so, you know, with with just round three there, I didn't want to didn't want to start something I couldn't finish. So, um, went for Palp. Uh, IG was able to, like, kill Palp, uh, setting off second chance, but didn't, didn't get an extra shot after that. Um, so, having, having done that, I kind of, um... Yeah, had to had to work out what to do uh, next, and I had urgency enhanced. My my goal was to have like either Hondo rush and and shoot Palp, or have 
um, sorry, on our rush and shoot palp or have Hondo play urgency and finish palp. Um, basically was able to do that. He, he stuck Vader like right in the middle of everybody. Vader, I think killed IG and then was right by Hondo. So I think I had Hondo like rush just to slam Vader away a square and then shot either Vader or maybe I shot the officer who dodged or something. Uh, but it stopped Palp from like getting a, getting a free Vader swing on, um, on Onar. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I was able to get Hondo to go shoot Palpatine, but Palpatine like rolled ridiculously well, like added a Zillow card and like basically stayed up against Hondo, which um, he paid me points, which helped. But like, uh, yeah, the Emperor lived uh, through another round. So uh, round four, Scott got initiative, like Palp free killed a Jawa that was sitting at two. Uh, he lightened Hondo for three and weaken, which, you know, makes it even harder for Hondo to shoot through Palp and, and kill him. Uh, he had Vader kill Onar for another six points. So then Hondo, like, activates. Um, he does get a kill shot on Palp, but then Palp plays Dying Lunge, and I think maybe a misplay? I don't know. Because um, I, I don't think Palp could have done six to Hondo. Uh, maybe he was trying to get him into, like, force choke range. But um, long story short, he Dying Lunge me, but I had most of my cards, including on the Lamb, and Palp can't parting blow. So... Hondo runs back away uh, towards his deployment area, and I had enough movement left from the move action that uh, Hondo winds up like around the corner, out of line of sight for Vader. So at that point, uh, the points were really tight. Uh, I'd, I'd scored a celebration on Palp, and so I was at 36. And um, yeah, Vader basically had... It was Vader and his officer, and he had like 3PO and R2 as targets. So... Um, Vader, I think, like force choked three or force choked R two and contested the middle to stop me just auto winning. Um, and I think three PO maybe like survived the officer attack, so I got two points there. And then I think I got the what's yours is my points to win the game. Um, really close. Uh, I think like Scott was somewhere around thirty six points too. Most of my stuff was dead. Honda was hurting, but. Um, I survived Vader on Uskru stashes, um, and that was how I went through the went through the cut rounds. Um, so that, that was quickly told. I'm sure I made a couple mistakes. Uh, thank you all guys for great games there. Um, they were a lot of fun and like seriously, just great opponents, great games. Like um, th- these are quick, uh, like you know, hindsight 2020 detail versions of them, but a uh, lot of fun. I've got got better notes on my. Um, Basil log document. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs>